0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Happy Friday, everyone. It is September 17th. I don't know where this year has gone. All of a sudden, it's setting into me that it's gone by quickly. 99 days until Christmas. If you are counting wow. down, I know. And, and it tastes
2: so Christmas.
1: I know weird right Heidi, it's we still can't, we summer we not even
2: think like that yet i don't want
1: to think like that because no. i like to cling to summer but this is going to be a fun podcast because uh mara <laughs> gave us some fun things to talk about in No the, lightning the, round so at it the depends end depends on yeah. the,
2: your definition of the word fun i find it we're uh, putting the fun macabre. in funeral and we'll, yeah. li- we'll
1: leave it at that so we'll, we'll keep it that should be the in halloween just a version i know but i'm happy to have everyone back greg hughes is in the house mara carabello but they've switched chairs so maybe their mindsets have switched as well Ooh, <laughs>
0: yeah
2: fat chance we'll she see. forces me to do this she we'll th- likes to th- i'm like rain and i like you know things to be the certain way so she likes to throw me off my game by moving yeah, around
0: i'm all that's standing between you and
1: alzheimer's yes, right now. It's true. it, up it for really you. is true it is good this is good right brain left brain working yeah. things out so uh I I want to just, well, speaking of change, uh, the FDA just a couple of minutes ago approved uh, the third shot of the vaccine for COVID. Uh, They held a meeting all day long that just barely came out. I know a lot of people have been waiting to see are we going to need the third shot? I think a lot of people are on board. Other people are questioning what's going on. I thought it was interesting, though, that two FDA officials have stepped down for retirement, whether they're going to retire anyways or not, just all of a sudden. And they wrote an article in The Lancet. I believe it came out last week saying that maybe the third shot was a bad idea, but it has been approved. So, if vaccines are now mandated, the mandate would then include a third vaccine. Greg, I know you have nothing to say about this.
2: <laughs> well, first, I I, I think twenty something states have filed. A lot their attorney attorneys generals have attorneys general have uh, filed lawsuits on behalf of the respective states, fighting this overreach that somehow this federal OSHA. Uh, department can uh, interrupt people or compel behavior to the degree that they are. They think it's far beyond the workplace safety that OSHA was designed to monitor and to be a part of. So I I, I, I would like to see who – I mean, if you have employers that would like to cooperate with that, I guess this gives them the cover to do it. But I don't know how you're even beginning – you're going to even be able to f- enforce this. Uh, I don't think it will stand a legal scrutiny. And at the end of the day um, – again we just only talk about vaccine or not vaccinated and i think there's a discussion and we should be understanding at this point this far into it immunity versus those that are not immune and there are other ways that you develop immunity and we just cannot have i i I, you can't there's studies out there but they're always from israel or the uk why can't we US talk US about immunity? It. That's Why that's it, it is the most fundamental part of this entire episode is how we are immune to COVID nineteen, and we can't get a simple, straight answer on antibodies. So and I should put you
1: down as a no on the third shot.
2: Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not. I mean, I again, I just want to. I want a full scope of information to make good decisions, and we can't get it. You cannot get these type of these type of answers about immunity and about antibodies and how how we will respond to it who who is it medically necessary to have the vaccine which i absolutely concur that, that this vaccine is important it saved lives but there are people that are vulnerable uh, that we can't risk that or they can't risk getting uh, COVID 19 there are others that have uh, that aren't going to buy statistics or whatever you want to call it they're not as risk they're not as much at risk so why can't we have a, a better understanding of immunity? I, it is, it's frustrating, and I think that causes more hesitancy for the vaccine uh, than anything else, that the, the information is not robust.
1: The U.S. is doing a poor job at some of that uh, research, and then you wonder why they're not doing the research. Uh, there's been a lot happening with the possibility of mandates this week, Amara. So Greg mentioned um, that our Attorney General, um, Sean Reyes, is – Uh, buying into the idea with a couple other dozen attorneys general um, to try to overturn it. In the meantime, we've got a Utah legislative meeting that got kind
0: of nasty and a lot going on. Where are you thinking or standing on this? So first I want to give a big shout out to having this discussion because I've been struggling with being frustrated by it. Everyone's, not me, everyone Everyone, is frustrated and we're digging into our points of view. I'm having a harder time seeing the other side and not because I've heard it and Greg's heard it. And this is a really good example of with Greg and I are on opposites here and, and I want to just—I'm still listening. I thought you were
2: about to announce that you finally get it. And I know. That's to what's join nice me. about you. I thought, you that's, do I thought think that, that was that about me. Me. i thought that was the segue I, to no, that big no, announcement. No,
0: in fact, not. Jeez. I. But I will say we're civil and we can. T- I mean, because I'm getting frustrated. Everyone's so frustrated with this topic, and it's—it's it's hard not to want to dig in. So I'm just going to say I like that we haven't quite dug in, from my seat. Um, You know, the Supreme Court has actually opined upon mass vaccine mandates before. I think originally in 1905. 1905, and we've had a couple. So it's not unprecedented. So we do have a judicial record, and that's how America works is on their judicial record. So I don't have a degree that many feel about the the confidence of unconstitutionality. I think we're overusing that term, and I think, in fact, it it is constitutional. Um, I completely agree that in... This era of information everywhere, we're all feeling more and more uninformed. Like, why don't I know the basics is, I think, a lot of our questions. I am a member of the efficacy of vaccine. I have my two. I will likely get my three. But I, too, come to the table and say, God, why why don't we seem to know basics about this? Why don't we seem to know um the simple answers to things i do think utah is operating under politics i think um i'll jump into the paul ray i think the whole country might be yeah but i mean under, if we talk yeah. about what happened this last week at the legislative session there was a lot of
2: that needed uh, to be said i'm uh, so glad it was finally brought up
0: so uh, so i will say about what paul ray said for those of you who didn't read it go google it but he essentially gave a large indictment to the hospital system and said it's more a byproduct of their systems than it is a byproduct of COVID. I completely disagree with that. The beds are filled with COVID patients. And as Greg knows, I've been spending a lot of time with our medical system lately. I've been spending a lot of time with um, pediatrics at the U. And I will not be in the group that defends that they do things well. They have a horrible back end. So why have you been with them? Are you willing to tell us what you're doing Yeah, my daughter's had some things. And so we've had to plug in. She's fine. But um, she's had some stuff, and we've had to go get medical appointments for the first time in a long time that weren't just annuals. Oh, my gosh. It is not easy. Scheduling's horrible, and it's the system. It is just like Amazon can get me this in 48 hours, and you can't see me within a month. It is completely unacceptable. But I will say, when used in the context that Paul Ray used it, I find it a red herring. The hospitals are full of COVID patients. This is real, and it's a problem. And I think conflating those issues don't do justice. Many members of the legislature right now are very angry with Intermountain Healthcare. I think they have cause. What I would caution them is to conflate issues. I would say have cause. Take after Intermountain Healthcare if you would like. But to discredit and say that COVID is not a major factor is to say that when you don't get good service at a retailer or when you don't get good service at a restaurant, that's because they don't know how to manage their restaurant. No, COVID is having an impact. I think
2: it's oversimplified. If if You cannot lay at the feet uh, COVID or the unvaccinated for the reasons you have these capacity issues in your a- ICU units or hospital beds. There's a few things that are happening at the same time. One, a lot of these healthcare providers, um, they, if they if they themselves get sick, they're they're expected to use their own time. Uh, I'm hearing these complaints from nurses. I'm hearing these complaints from uh, healthcare providers that the work environment in which they are operating in feels hostile. Their employer, it feels hostile, and so there are a lot that are leaving that profession because of things that are going on. That's causing that if you're at a capacity but you don't have the staff, you might have – you might be only staring at 75% of your beds that you're saying are full because you can't staff 100% of them. So when we talk about capacity, some of that is you've got an employer – Who's lo- who are, are not keeping their employees, and it's not just because they're tired of COVID. There's other issues I there. I think
1: there's some who are tired of COVID and have quit. I think there are some, whether it's happening here in Utah or across the country, we're seeing some people who don't want the vaccine mandate, and so they're leaving their that's jobs. That's part of
2: being treated that way, too. Yeah. They're they, they don't they're not going to be forced. They, they don't want to be forced as well, and yet they're told they have to be, so that's, that's impacting it. And I'm going to tell you, healthcare is not short on money. There is no way that with us being this far into this, this pandemic, that you can't have a a way to accommodate for surges when they occur. You can't, that you would have the beds, that you would have the employees that are happy enough or ready enough to be there. there. There's, it's not like they're dying on the vine with dollars. That is the sad part for people that pay their health insurance and how much money is being spent in healthcare. But the, that infrastructure is not just because of COVID. There are other things. And you have a lot of patients that if they're there for other reasons and they test positive for COVID, they're putting them in this big, broad COVID category when it wasn't the reason why they were hospitalized, but they do have COVID. They've tested positive. That isn't necessarily uh, the problem of COVID they were there for other reasons so I think there's minimize, a lot of there's a lot you, of issues going on right now you can't and I think that healthcare the providers the could be doing a lot better job yeah. than they are.
1: There's. I think COVID is a main problem right now what I'd like to know more what you were saying that we're in the middle of this pandemic where we have all this information but a lack of information I think that we're all kind of learning as we go how things work because I think sometimes when you talk about hospital systems or insurance and everything it's all overwhelming and none of us really know what goes on behind the scenes, at each hospital is done differently. One thing I learned this week, and I don't know if the same thing is happening now as a year ago, but I was talking to a family, and without giving too much of their personal information up, it was a doctor who worked in an emergency room. He worked for IHC hospitals. Um, I think he worked at IMC and maybe LDS as well. And um, there was extreme frustrations going on um, about a year ago because – Doctors don't actually in the emergency room, and I don't know if this is all of IHC or just emergency room. You don't work for IHC, you work right. for a physician's group. And the physician's group, because of how their finances were, like if you'd normally have a couple or three doctors working in the ER, they're like, well, people are staying home, so they would only have one. So you had all these doctors staying at home who were losing money because they weren't working. And then you have the one that was actually in the emergency room, just, you know, doing everything and getting overwhelmed and exhausted. And so I think there have been some problems in the way that healthcare has been rolled out well we need all the doctors some of them are sitting at home and some of them that have been working are so exhausted they're over it and so I think it's a complicated mess and talking absolutes
0: doesn't help anything Well right now. and and a largely broken system being the primary system to respond to a pandemic I think is what we're saying in larger I mean uh-huh. we've been struggling as Americans with our healthcare system for years and yeah. and and where are the carrots and where are the sticks and who's making money and should you be making money has been the question and it's it, it is after now two years starting to fray at what is seen as a very imperfective like as an understatement of the year, an yeah. imperfect system is largely responsible for handling an unexpected pandemic. Yeah,
1: and when you look around the world, I don't know that. Um, sometimes you look at countries that have socialized medicine, and you a lot of times people hold them on a pedestal. I don't know that they've been doing better right. than us. That's right. We all have problems. It's. I think we've all got to figure it out, though, because healthcare at this point is reacting instead of. I don't even know what the word is. I think there's a lot that we could do with health beforehand but right now everything's just reactionary where it's like you test positive you go home and if you think you're dying go to the hospital and there's nothing in between one of the
2: frustrations i have about about this entire issue when we when we when we thoughtfully don't want to politicize this we instinctively just want to get to some good because you know we have babies that are born that we have vaccinated we have we have decisions that we make about over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs we we do this all the time but there's this. There's a, this. Feels so political. What I what I really get frustrated about is that some doctors that have opinions or would state an, a fact as they see it about COVID might not be the only way that the medical community sees something. So if you take Doctor Blodgett, who's a you know, you put his resume next to any any. Department of Health Director, or any physician. Who is
1: Dr. Blodgett? Explain to us. He is the
2: five county health department director in southeast uh, Utah. So okay. Uh, so, so Washington County, Salt, uh, Iron County, Kane County, Beaver, and
0: Millard
2: maybe uh, Garfield. I, okay. Anyway, five the five yeah. rural counties down there. But look, uh, Washington County is so big now; it's like the almost the size of Weber. But anyway, he's been there since 2006. Uh, residency at Johns Hopkins. He he worked there. He worked at a large uh, Maryland county like over half a million people on uh, pre- preventative uh, disease measures and all this stuff. So he's got an incredible resume. His greatest frustration about mandates is that if he looks at the decisions that people have made about vaccinations or whatever you're going to do, we had a very, very high take-up rate as, as people, as you've given information. The moment you start telling people what they have to do without regard to what information you're going to give them – he sees the hesitancy and the exemptions go straight through the roof. He says, I used to have a take-up rate of 96% of vaccinations for newborns. All of this happening right now is creating more desires for exemptions, less people that want it. People are, because they nobody wants to be forced. They, if you give them the information, most times they're going to trust their, their doctor. But we're not hearing from our doctor. We're hearing an announcement from a president saying, any employer over, any employer over 100 people, you're going to have to do it now. That is creating a recoil. And I just... You get to hear from some doctors on what they think this is or isn't, but you don't hear voices like Dr. Blodgett's very often on this and where personal choice could actually reduce vaccine hesitancy or help people make the decisions that are the right decisions because you're not saying they have to do it without regard to what information they're trying to track or not.
1: I think one-size-fits-all is is really a lie. Hard. Yeah, when you see a one-size-fits-all dress, I know we're not all going to fit it and look <laughs> great in it. And the same should be said for medicine. We all have different bodies. We have different things but the going perspective on, so to I am careful. going to
0: add to this, with an asterisk of going through a process, a formal process of, a, of having an out. And I think mm-hmm. anything that's an out, there should be no real absolute. It should be a process to exempt yourself. But I, the perspective I would add is that the studies I have seen, and these are polls, opinion research, they're not medical studies, but the opinion research when asked what percentage, if you say that there's a percentage in between 30 and um, 0% of unvaccinated or maybe even 40, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about that largely the point of view seems to be that, eh, meh, I haven't done it. So I can see where, right? Like it's not the informed well, necessary. I can see that at the beginning. There's, Is there's, now? No, but at the beginning you had, well, you've always had a segment who are saying no, and I think we need to respect that segment. I do think they're, a smaller segment but we should respect it. A small it. consistent yeah. Right. And that that's not who I'm speaking and They're not up. the same
2: people either. They're, no. it's minorities, it's, it's very PhDs different, for it's very different reasons, right? For very different reasons. Yeah, right? it it very different it's a reasons. very interesting But then uh, thing you saw
0: this huge majority, 60-70% depending on where it said, eh, okay, and went and got it. And now you're dealing with this 30 to 40 percent, and the studies are showing that their barriers are very because I'm not engaged. And it's like, I would get it, I just haven't. And so, I believe that the philosophy is when you read the research and you're at the I would get it, if, if you hold the opinion that vaccines are the answer, and again, I'm holding further, but opinions, if you had
1: to and to go to work, you would jump through you the you would hoop do and it do where it. you just were blah before, you yeah. were meh, but, but,
2: but, but again. That's all we talk about is vaccines. I'm sitting here looking at. I've got four months worth of antibody tests. This one, right? To, I got taken today. Okay, it is not hard to screen someone before you were to get a vaccine or not. If you have the antibodies, there are a lot of tests that are coming, or a lot of studies that are coming out that are saying that your immunity is broader uh, if you've re- if you've been able to recover from uh, COVID and you receive the vac- and you got the antibodies and your T cells, you know, have it in the bone marrow and all that stuff. There is a broader. Uh, a strength that comes from natural uh, antibodies. Let's just can we just have some more studies on that so that if that's wrong, we know. But I there is good data out there that suggests that your natural antibodies provide you with a good level of immunity. So we should be able to screen before vaccine. We should it it, it is crazy to me when you take the different factors why some people are vaccine hesitant and some of it's cultural. I mean, it's hard to see that. We accept it for some things but not others. If you have, a, if you have Hispanics, Hispan- you know, Latino Americans or black Americans that, that for societal reasons are just not dying to go – into a doctor's office and get a vaccine. This Nicki Minaj, this rap artist oh, recently. Oh, she
1: took it to the swollen balls. Oh, man. She she
2: is well within her right to say of- what she wants to say, but she gets attacked so severely. But I'm telling you, there there are people that are going to be naturally hesitant, and the way you're going to overcome it is not by shaming them, criticizing them, take, banning them on Twitter, telling them they're bad people, but giving more, having more information. That's how it's going to work. But you have these different groups that are going to be, Concerned that way, we're not addressing that. We're just saying, look, you know, you can't go to work. You're not going to get paid, or I'm going to dock your pay two hundred bucks a paycheck if you don't do it. That's not. I I, I just don't subscribe to that process. I'll be I think it's a bad to see way how to do it, goes
1: it because it's going through OSHA and. There's a lot of lawsuits in between. Uh, OSHA was not made to do this, just like the IRS was probably not made to be sending out checks to Americans. I got to give it to Biden though, because he's really like shaking up the system of who does what. So, you know, IRS more revolutionary.
0: If Trump was doing this, my friend would be saying
2: this is fascism. You know. First and foremost, if this was a Trump doing would anything saying,
0: this way,
1: welcome the third shot. No, well, I Speaking say... of Trump, Biden's moving the BLM back to D.C. too. He's had enough is of them really? being in Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I kind of liked that it was so long. Just, Grand Junction. Yeah, mm. so that's too bad. Okay, yeah, we're not going to so solve the anyway. vaccine anyway, anywhere, problem today. Uh moved it to Utah uh, schools. How's it going for our kids? Uh, so far, so good at my son's school. I think there's been like maybe nine positives, but uh, they started test to stay. Mara, do you like how the test to stay is working?
0: I think uh, what I understand of it is they're feeling like it's a necessity. Now this is a little different from what I have heard, and who I have heard from are um, two different districts administrators, in which they were seeing. So I'm going to use Twilla. Twilla was seeing in their high school just exploding numbers, and their mm-hmm. whole philosophy is was test to stay, so we can stop the spread like yeah. it was they were not trying to do these other long-term yeah. mandates they were just like we had 27 kids yesterday oh we have 36 kids today mm. we've got to stop the loop and so they're doing tests to stay um i know a couple of people in the twilla county that i mean the rates are exponential. Now, these are kids that are okay. All I mean, right, but no more kissing, yeah. no more sharing yeah. drinks, kids. High
1: yeah, school are they showing like symptoms
2: or are they test. randomly testing? How do they come to to? If you get a test? certain
1: amount in a school, so if you have like yeah. more than a couple everyone, thousand in a school, 2% over or course. in a
0: smaller school, 30 students, then, then they, they, they test everyone. This is directed oh. by the legislature yeah. and yeah. and it's thresholds. Yeah. Yeah. And you just walk in, you quick test everybody. If you're positive, you're out. If you're negative, you hang out at school. Like- and, and, and But
2: there's a school of thought out there that if you're asymptomatic and you're young, and young people tend to be asymptomatic, that developing those antibodies because you've been exposed to that virus protects you in the long run. And, unless you and know
0: you're positive and you give it to your buddy and he's not asymptomatic and he has a severe but, but reaction I, I, and has a lung problem.
2: Well. For those that have comorbidities or to their parents, you're it's right. It's not all
0: comorbidities. You can't. That is. is not true. That it's an absolute. Really, well, I can tell a, you. I absolute. can tell you that I, there I is absolute, a, 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 fri- a mutual is. friend of ours has a 15 year old child who is Mara, currently at home. I and know she has you well no enough to know that you
2: can see statistics and you know what comorbidities mean to the reaction of COVID versus those that don't have them. But it there is are people statistically those. significant. I mean, of course, there are. There's always exceptions there's to the rules. There's but there's statistic. Certainties that you can draw from the data. You can. I right. mean, you can, well, everybody has a story, but I'm talking about
0: I where you're seeing the, the, the impacts really happening. Firmly
2: if you're over 75 years of age, you're in trouble. If your body, if your body mass index is 40 schoolers. percent or I know, more, I'm
1: like, when is there? No, a no But I'm just saying. No, no. But <laughs> I'm just saying
2: there are categories of vulnerable people and you're not finding them in the, in the The younger
1: population. There's like four to 500 kids over 600,000
2: deaths. There's four to 500 children. Not that we love four or 500 kids, but out of over 600,000 people that have died, you can't ignore that only four to 500 of them are children. Kids are generally going to get, you got to draw some conclusions from that. Some
1: kids are getting sick. sick and staying home. Yeah. So anyhow, test to stay. Um, I, I do I swear like that they kids give...
2: react worse to pneumonia than they do COVID, but
1: whatever. It probably depends on the kid. I mean, I've had flus where you're like down and out, or you just like cough for a couple days, or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like everyone right. like gets it different, you know, in my your family. My super
2: spreader college kid gave it to me. She was fine, okay? And she gave it to me in last February, so
0: there I you know, go. I know, and
1: everyone's mm-hmm. so different. And then sometimes you hear these young people who get sick and die quickly, and then I look at my family. I think my husband kind of was just tired of moping around. He says his butt hurt really bad. That's was weird <laughs> sting. Muscles, my leg muscles The un- really I'm bad. sure your husband I so happy I know that, I said that. that you have just <laughs>
2: expressed, you so shared really, his symptoms. I
1: know, but the weird thing is, is like it's supposed to be a lung disease. For me, I had like the headache from hell for days, like a really bad migraine, and my legs hurt. My butt was just fine. <laughs> but no lung Good,
2: problems. I was, yeah, and good. My Get son, that My clear. son, who was
1: 15, I mean, He was kind of tired, but still ate like a 15-year-old, you know. So everyone gets it differently. So that's the thing. Hopefully most kids are going to be fine. I guess the good news is with how, if there is any good news in this, is that hopefully we get closer to herd immunity with kids getting sick. But I do like that we've got tests to stay so we can keep kids going to school as much as possible. So we'll see how it all shakes out. I would like this all to just... Te- the positivity rate to just drop off a cliff.
2: It tends to do it nationally. I mean, they're saying this Delta variant spikes and comes down, and we're seeing it, It,
1: you know, by All timing right. come Dr. up to right, Dr. Hughes, new topic. I know. All right, let's talk about a few Thank other you. things. Um, I've been seeing a lot of video. You can't see it anymore because there's a no-fly zone over a bridge, but there's a bridge in <laughs> Del Rio, Texas right now where they're using – I'm a little confused why they're using it as a temporary holding facility, but there's about nine to 10,000 – Um, migrants who are coming through. They're hoping to come through the U.S. Um, Many of them are from other countries, not necessarily Mexico. Uh, I know we can't solve this in one, like, sit down here, but Mara, what can we do better and differently? It's been a problem ever under every president, but it seems like the numbers are growing exponentially right now.
0: Of what do we do with it's all epic of these people? Right it's an epic failure it? right now. It's a huge problem. I will let's just start with this bridge though, because as we were just talking, to conflate doesn't help and to view it as one problem doesn't help. So, this current challenge under the bridge, I think it's critical that we understand that the majority of them are Haitian refugees. Yeah. And it, it's a byproduct of natural disaster. And that makes it different than our other long-term challenges with our South American friends. So I would say to the Haitian thing, my response is... Why are we not treating it like the Afghan refugees? Why are we not identifying those who are fleeing a natural disaster, a one-time moment, an event? And why can't the United States marshal the short-term resources to deal with these people? Because they have incredibly trying conditions right now. And the vast majority in this town by San Antonio, the 9,000 are Haitians. And the fact that we don't have the wherewithal, the federal government and the Biden administration doesn't have the wherewithal right now to handle the repercussions of what's been happening in Haiti Haiti, is a singular moment that I want to just say, what is going on that we can't handle this? The long-term crisis, I am still a member of the America has always done better with open arms. And I do think this is still a byproduct of opening and closing our systems and our arms and, and the fight between the left and the right about our philosophy. And so we're contracting and expanding. And we have a broken system when it comes to immigration. I am on the side of openness. If it were me, I would open our borders much more. I think we, would, we have and can screen for real dangers and terrorism. But by and large, these are hardworking people who are significantly improving Seeking our economy. Yeah. And, and, and so I want to separate the Haitian crisis from the long-term crisis. But I'm telling Greg you. Greg is rolling his eyes. Oh. Open your arms I'm, and let them uh. in. One
1: problem I have, though, is we've got to figure out, and I certainly have no idea how to solve the problem myself, but we talk about every day on the news here and in every other state that there's a housing crisis. So we've got to have the minds that think, think of a way that we can house these 10,000 people and the 10,000 more and the 10,000 more, and also from Afghanistan, because we have to have a way to soak them up into our cities, our communities, and our systems, and there's got to be someone smart enough out there to know how to do this and keep people moving through the system. But let's
0: not make the mistake of thinking that immigrants disproportionately contribute to homelessness and crime because they do not. So let's be clear that it is not but that the they numbers come you're in seeing, and, and but there proportionally But n- there is no contribute. way
2: possible the numbers you're seeing of illegal crossings that have happened starting in this calendar year – aren't impacting that you can't it, Crap, it is in the millions I mean, it is so it is, there's no way immigrants you think about a person commit
0: crime at a lower listen, level than Americans i'm not talking do.
2: about crimes i'm saying when you come across a border illegally where do you sleep that evening what do you eat what do you do the next day think about the people and the number of people that are coming across and if we want to say that doesn't contribute to any of this We would be fooling ourselves because those individuals have to go somewhere, they have to sleep somewhere, they have to eat food to live. There is a necessity of life that people that come across this border are going to have to to find. The the, the problem with the Haitians that are coming that way is when you open those borders and you don't have a very good way of screening people or going through any process – that's what's exacerbated that because you had that natural disaster. I didn't hurricane. say
0: No process. To no, be no, clear.
2: Uh, you didn't. But you're saying that that that's by itself. The Haitian the Haitian sur- surge is different than the problem on the border. It's empty. It's open. It's not being it's not being handled well. So that's why they're coming across right. like they are because you don't have a good system there. But we
0: have the but ability to do But when you talk about it.
2: Mara, but when you talk about you want this to be an open country and we want to be at welcoming. It is inhumane to have standards, green cards, immigration laws, that people that miss that think like the laws matter and that you have to follow the law to get to this country get run through the ringer while you have an open border to the south that is completely, I think, completely ignored. You had the 24 people that were trying to get here from Cuba when they went through their mess that the Coast Guard came out and forced to turn around, 24 people, and and said, you know, and warning Americans, Department of Homeland Security, you, bring any, you harbor any of these people, you can go to jail for doing it. At the very same time, we're seeing this chaos in the southern border. So I cannot take the selective logic and the selective outrage, not of you, but of this process that we see happening and, and it's on, a process and that out. doesn't work on it any is,
1: front. Because when you look and, at Afghanistan, even under President Trump when he made the deal with the Taliban, knowing that an end of the war was coming, I mean, we should have had people in place going through all to try to get our allies here, but – there was a log jam, I think, there that didn't get through, and then and there was y- a log jam You know how, you know how this provided, is being handled? And, and this
2: is what drives me crazy. The way it's being handled, because you mentioned, Heidi, this no-fly zone. This no-fly zone miraculously showed up when Fox News kept having a drone that kept showing from a, from above what that looked like and the numbers that we were it seeing. Because you ER. cannot you cannot comprehend it as well unless you have something that kind of shows it from that bird's eye view. So now you have this FAA ban, I believed and I think I'm right that when these American journalists were no longer shoulder to shoulder in Afghanistan with foreign correspondents from around the world who were outraged at what was happening in this withdrawal and our American media were being pretty critical to Biden out of sight, out of mind. As soon as they were no longer in each other's company and they were evacuated and over here, you wouldn't hear about Afghanistan again. And I don't think you do to the same degree. Same with this. If you can get those drones to not show the mass of people that have nowhere to go and how how broken that system is out of sight out of mind and i and i'm afraid that's the strategy instead of dealing with the problems that we have whether they be the, uh, with Afghanistan or the border.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that we have a president that wants to open the border and I'm hopeful then that he will cut the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is unacceptable and it means lives and it's not working and it, I, it hasn't worked don't for years. I disagree with you there. No, we're all agreeing that, yeah. that the problem is twofold. One, I do think there's a contingency of Americans who want to shut our borders and I, and, I, and I think that has held up, frankly, Republican administrations. I do think that with Democratic administrations, the big The problem is cut out the damn red tape. If this is what you want... Set a system. We all want it to be screened. We all want it to be orderly. Nobody Which wants. Which means you can shut borders. Open. There just have to be the proper doors and the proper means to get.
1: Canada's to the doing it that way. We've seen ourselves
0: figure it out. Yeah. Like right, the frustrating part is we know it's not too hard to solve. That's where I think government does us wrong because you look and say it's not that hard. Uh, uh, other yeah. other Catholic nations. this is, and is, is where. You I mean, lose, yeah.
2: if, if you're just like trying months, to live your life, and this is where you lose your mind. You hear this announcement that if you're 100 employees or more, you're going to have to get the vaccine. But there's no requirement for vaccines of any of the people that we're seeing amassing in our border that have nowhere to go. You'd think you need to get some vaccines going there if it's important enough. But there's no talk of it. I went to a wedding reception last night for my friend that I grew up with. He married – uh, his his wife is from Canada. Her family could not come down here to see to the wedding, could not come to the reception because they're from Canada. They're not allowed to cross their border into America right now, you've got this northern border that's like a Berlin Wall right now because of COVID. Nobody's crying about that, and then you got a southern border that every—I mean—is is this total chaos? Canada's
0: I, cutting themselves off uh, from us, Greg, because we're crazy.
2: I'm just saying we won't get back saying that it's pff,
1: that's they, they, the They deal. aren't. They aren't we, Kennedy would even so then why if it's so then why aren't
2: if we're so crazy then why are they coming up why are we why is one border? Chaos coming in, and the other one, they're keeping people from coming down to wedding receptions for their grandchildren. Dad, Give me a we break. Have a
0: group of
1: Americans who are prejudiced it's about our southern insane. border. And I think it's a little bit of like um, one president flipping a bird to the other. Because yeah. I have a friend who um, lives in Canada. I met her in Florida, but her husband's a professional soccer player in Canada. They left for a game like a year ago and they weren't able to go back home. Hmm. It was like Canadian whatever...
2: and a soccer player. That's a great comment.
1: Yeah. So they <laughs> just went back like a week ago, He's finally happy. allowed back home. So that's weird when you're locked out of your own country, too. Sure. So. So I think that a lot of it, I don't know, there's so much politics. there's there, I think there's like health rules going on right now and there's a lot of politics just, too which like all,
2: if cut, people are so worried you about cut off
1: it. my pipeline, I'll yeah. cut off your people <laughs> flow. Yeah. It just is like
2: you can't keep people from the borders while Canada keeps everyone from the borders. I mean it just it's just selective logic, selective outrage and it's now the new.
0: So you're yeah. on board. Let's open it up. Let's make it efficient. No, Let's uh, make no. it legal. What I am is the two way street. That's what I
2: want is I want people that want to come here legally and th- that it respect our laws to be treated like to be treated fairly and to be successful. But you think
0: we can handle the immigrants? But not have, who have them go here. through
2: a ringer and then have people that can simply walk across uninterrupted. But you're for expediting the, the process. We streamline no, this think, bad boy. But to the, to the description you shared, screened. Yeah. Okay how you get who comes across, how they come across, that should happen. That doesn't happen right now on the southern border. It happens in a lot of other areas, and I want to cut the red tape too. I do.
1: Okay. Uh, There's some new red tape up in Washington because um, I don't know why this is happening, but um, we do live in the United States of America where you can (laughs) protest, you can rally, you can have free speech, and for that I am thankful because it would be a really lame place to live if we couldn't. (laughs) Uh, There's a Justice for J6 uh, rally plan for D.C., uh, right now, Department of Homeland Security expects about 700 people. I don't know if I trust uh, DHS right now because they obviously were not ready for January 6th. Um, have you booked your ticket? Who's going to be there? <laughs> what is this rally yeah, and your, why are they going? I horn hat, Greg. Yeah, if I well. understand it correctly, <laughs> it's people going there to be mad about the people who were arrested, but the people who were arrested broke laws. So, like, what's the rally for well, why are there's, we doing
2: this? <laughs> we do have some constitutional protections on on. You know, being arrested where you have to be charged. You're you have a right to a speedy trial. There's True. a lot of there's a lot of cases or there's a lot of stories and family members coming forward that say that there were arrests that happened on January sixth and they're still incarcerated and there aren't charges being brought forward as of yet. And I think that's where there's a lot of concern. To the point where they've said no one wear Trump gear so we can just talk about people that have been arrested that we've not been able to see since, and there's not charges that have been filed against these people. So, so they're are trying they going to be
1: reasonable, do you think, this crowd? Yeah, I think they're crazy? trying
2: to – they're actually – well, when I heard that they said, can we just stay away from any Trump gear so that it's what we're protesting about doesn't get misrepresented and, and twisted, I think that's what told me that there is an earnest desire to find out why are there people being held still where charges have not been filed. Is
0: Trump going to be there?
2: I don't I haven't heard I'm not I'm not tuned into this I, I I'm aware of it but I I haven't heard that he's going to be there or not
1: So I mean obviously Americans have the right to go out and protest. Do you sure. think they have a good reason to be there? If people have really been in jail, I haven't read up enough to know about this. But you know that is a long time, January sixth. If you're still that waiting,
2: t- guy with the horns, like that crazy I, guy. It's hard he,
1: to forget him. No
2: nobody knows where he. He hasn't been seen since, and there's no charges against nobody that guy. Knows
1: nobody where he knows. knows. No, he's been arrested, think, but he hasn't are been you charged. you suggesting the government? That crazy guy hasn't him? been car-
2: tra- He hasn't been charged yet. No,
0: he was put in. This is the wasn't the one guy? who wants to be a vegan. Yeah. yeah, and he was put in in jail because he I had don't a Because remember. Hasn't Mom been said, yet. said Precious needs Like veggies I, That would be My hardest
2: you, thing I If I was, was arrested And went to jail
1: I'd be like Is this gluten free Dairy free <laughs> <laughs> Soy free If not I'm not eating I anything
0: Yeah, I better not get arrested Hunger strike Based yeah. on the food choices Yeah I uh, think that January six was full of trees the sacks and a low point in American history. Was and there any I
2: Antifa trees the sacks too? Or are we going to be fair about that? Or yeah, no, gonna... they're
0: getting arrested. Just today, we had a Utah that was um, charged. The guy who lit up the fire and he has a trial. That's date, all I and want is a two way street. Years. I hate riots you and lawlessness. Have a I just street. want it the same. More people have Kamala been arrested Harris for those. Made
2: a fund to get people that were in the Antifa riots out of jail, out of get, yeah, get raise and you their had bail. Your, and the and the January sixth it's you, it's the work I mean yeah, I just wanna uh, fairly look at this and all and say we don't want Riots and I lawlessness. I agree, and period. you want to regardless support, regardless if it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, yeah,
0: or I agree with the, you. Those lawlessness supporters. is lawlessness. That's I it. want to support people who want equality and inclusion. You want to support people who want to flip off the American system and perpetuate <laughs> a lie that some crazy Mara, president lost the election. The but hey, Capitol we all Hill have our
2: Auton- Auton- listen to what Chaz stands for, because the Chaz zones are not from oh, Republicans. Wait a minute. Are okay, are you going
0: to give me the a structured Capitol Hill
2: political autonomous zone? Does not. Say we like our form of government, we support our form of government, we want to be part or members of this country when you 're when you 're a capitol hill autonomous zone, by the name alone you 're saying we reject all the laws federal state county city all of them that 's what that zone was i believe- but we don 't see that as. An I believe insurrection. An American we don't who's use the word insurrection with a to
0: what happened on January Give me a break. 6th, I'm ashamed of them. And I'll I tell you, when, when the media and everybody America. made
2: heroes out of those people, it took the lunatics on the right that said, oh, I guess that's all right. Look, they can have their autonomous zone. We're mad too. I think that you got to be consistent in your approach on this and when you're not I
0: am consistent on my approach in this and you know that I have been consistent on my approach in this and I think what happened on January 6th was shameful and I think that those who are responsible are being held accountable I don't think there's a conspiracy theory here I think that due process has been and I think that we if you are truly a patriot and you truly have read the constitution this is not where you'd be putting your time and energy you would be right. building america Do you, you know wouldn't where be tearing it i have it down. not
1: wanted to put my time and energy all week long is aoc and then my friend Mara's <laughs> like we got to talk about her She cuz i'm like let's she not talk that. about her she she has, ta- she has one her.
2: horrible topic and then she because she wants to talk about a horrible topic she gave me I'll a topic i'll let you go I'd first like. on this
1: so I, I let me give you this i think aoc she's a hot number i mean like she like yeah. she can work it that was a dress um and it had a message on her butt <laughs> Uh, Tax the rich. Was this the right way to go about it? Was there anything illegal about her accepting the money to go in there? I don't
2: care about any of that. I care about this, again, this common theme of selective logic and selective outrage. I don't know how. she can. She's a socialist. She says it's like socialist, Democrat socialist. I don't know. But she she thinks socialism is is the way to go. Now, there are elite people that think, as long as I'm on the top of the food chain, I love socialism. But when you are at a a Met Gala, okay, Mm -hmm. that is a... 501c3, it's a charitable – it's a fundraiser. It's a charitable endeavor. You are at an event where wealthy people can – it's a way to not pay as much in taxes. It's a way to charitably give so that your tax burden isn't as high. And she is at the mega-rich's vehicle to not have to pay as many taxes, celebrating with them, not giving them the bird, but celebrating with them, but scratching tax the rich on her back as if that's the pass – so that she can be hanging out with the elite, you know, at this gala that nobody goes to that's 35000 a ticket and whatever the cost of the gowns are. I just think it's hypocrisy. I don't know how in the world you're rubbing shoulders and grinning at each other and winking and having a great time of your life while you're saying tax are rich and you're at this charitable ende- endeavor that is a way to not pay your taxes. To, to pay them instead of having to pay taxes.
0: Did you love it? Were it's you ridiculous. wishing you were the plus one, Mara? So I'm going to say, I think my point in bringing this up is to say, for me, one of the key things that's wrong with politics is character needs to count. And AOC brings to the table no character, and she brings nothing wow. serious to Listen the table. To you. I'm nothing so serious to the table. This she isn't serious. This it's is true. This was clickbait, and she's yeah. brilliant at it. As was Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. here's where you're going to see well. my conflating. We have to start rejecting elected officials who want a grandstand and want to use clickbait because th- she's great at this. So what's interesting is, eh, by and large, not completely, but I lean to her agenda, and and I certainly don't lead to Trump's. But I reject both of them as the kind of leaders that we need in America. She, it is hypocritical. It's outrageous. It's so tone deaf. It's so not Jenny from the block that she would show up at a $30,000 so a plate dinner and put a message of tax the rips on her ass. Like that was ridiculous. I, <laughs> that I, was, I, I was so embarrassed and ashamed, but I will say what I wanted, like Anthony Gonzalez. Have you seen, Mara, Ohio? you
2: are her really reasonable sis- twin sister that i I quite like to Thank hear you. She, these are I great was things so, you but saying. I want
0: to reject Anthony Gonzalez today. Ohio sixteen decided not to run. Yes. He was one of ten or eleven that voted to impeach Trump. And I, Greg, let's not get into the politics of impeaching Trump. But I will say this is a reasonable Republican from my seat. I mean, I, I don't, me. I don't believe in him, but he's reasonable, and he. Stood up for what he believed, and people should disagree, and people maybe shouldn't have voted for him. But one of the main reasons he cited for leaving is how toxic the environment, how headliney, clickbaity. So I'm going to say. I am not a fan of AOC's. I believe largely in what she believes, but I refuse to support leaders who go for headlines and clickbait. We have to have serious leaders. She was so lacking seriousness, she was so hypocritical and joyful about it. And then to see all of the people like it is what's painful to me. So I am I'm, I'm not I know just it's like, weird
1: to see how much defense there is of it because the political theater is I think what we all uh, hate. And then, and we gravitate towards yeah, it. Yeah, but just because if you are on the left or the right, when you see it, you're like, but I love it. You, ha- you feel like you have to defend it. So, you do, or yeah, you feel you like you to.
0: aren't it's, following your team. You well, know, yeah. oh, I was going
2: to yeah. use the word team. We can't, again, that's where selective logic is born. We have to just be for our team. We have to reverse engineer the logic or the justification for whatever our team is doing. And that's, I, I can't stand that either. I truly can't. I, I am so frustrated by Republicans. Uh, we, we cannot stop raising this, this debt ceiling. We raise it. Right. I, you know, Trump, I know you hate Trump, but he did try to stop us raising that debt ceiling. And We've he all had lost a, our true he north on the debt ceiling. He had Republicans yes. fighting against him that had to raise it. It is insane to do, and yet we keep doing it, and I don't care what party you're from. It's not responsible. And, and then you get— I, I just do so we also just believe money it is just...
0: <laughs> but I will say t- to parties, uh... we left the parliamentary system. There are many systems that are party-driven, and mm-hmm. you have to join a party to participate. America chose a different path. America chose to have a different relationship with our parties, and yet we're acting very parliamentarian. We have to support our team. That has to stop. We have to start looking at character. I would rather have a person of character making decisions and have no agenda I agree with Than having a lightweight, not serious person that has an agenda I agree with. Look,
2: I'll give you an example. And I didn't know I was living through it at the time I was. But hats off to a President Bill Clinton and a Republican Congress that could balance a budget. It sounds incomprehensible. Because they were so
0: serious about it. Yes. Yep.
2: Hats off to the Republicans and President Clinton that they balanced. The U.S. budget—it is just—is
1: it a crazy that we're looking they back? Have, at that they had a, the de- a deficit. Exactly. We it like wasn't that BJ's long ago. Well, I don't right. even
2: think we had a deficit then. I think they went. I, I honestly,
1: it was balanced. I,
2: yeah. I, I don't. I look back at that now, and I can't even imagine an a, an atmosphere where we could get that kind of leadership now. But when I was living through it, I had all kinds of problems with Clinton and everything else. But looking back now at the circus that we're all living through, you know you. Somebody's got to bring those things up and say look that that was leadership. They were serious so about we what they were doing. Clinton
1: to run for the Senate now is what we need I
2: don't, even know, for Bill I don't even know if he <laughs> would be the same guy this time around I who knows I, I know, who knows everything's what it would be like
1: changed. I know social media wasn't around then, and probably thank goodness for everybody. so Heidi, we could save the afterlife even Reagan, Reagan and Tip o'neill oh, we, no, we've got it because we, we got teased it, it but we, we're out okay. of time, so we have to be super fast here um." Because we talked about dying I'll off the top of this. I'll just be real
2: quick about. in my, in my <laughs> the disgust. The only thing we have, though, is our character topic.
1: when we're dead. But once you're dead, <laughs> like, do you really care what happens to you? Greg really cares... I think over the last 10 years I've changed, but Mara has a new plan. So her kids are getting ready. What I've got a new plan. I'm you?
0: announcing to my family now. So I, 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 as many know, I'm from originally from Colorado, so I'm going to have to move back there. But Colorado is the second state after Washington. Really quick, look it up yourselves. You can now choose to be composted, fertilizer, and then you can help the cycle of life. Now, here's a couple of things that's, Greg, true about this. It's natural. It's organic. We've done so much to resist being humans anymore. I sort of think this is quite lovely it's that fertilizer. I can be fertilizer. It's so horrible. Tell us about your it's shellacking. De-
2: uh, I'll just do it quickly. Uh, I it's think it's de- good. Hum- it's dehumanizing Ugh. in its practice, and it's and it's another way. It's natural. It's it's this whether there's a lot of policy out there that I think has the sad effect of dehumanizing people, and I would I would put this in that category, maybe up front of using people as fertilizer. I just, I am out. I am tapping it's out that It's more human idea.
0: to pump you full of chemicals, wrap Yuck. you in. I, I don't want to hear was. it. I'm old
2: school. I like funerals. Imagine that.
1: It's new to me, so I'm not going to say no is no right now because <laughs> at some point I actually I was thinking it might be okay if I was cremated and they have these like um, circle kind of cement things they put you in and they put you, let's say off the coast of Key West or okay. in the ocean somewhere and you become a reef for fish. And I'm like, okay, that's <sighs> fine because you're going back to the earth. I don't know about the composting, and I bring this up because <laughs> here's why the composting thing gets me. So out I just of the can't Jordan, believe this is a real thing. This is a real thing. What are we out, talking years about? Years ago at the Jordan landfill, um, oh, wow. they used to compost, <laughs> compost human poop. Not people, but poop. And oh, my gosh. I, we're now on that. I did a story about it, and I actually got some of the compost for my yard. It was the most amazing flower garden, vegetable wow. garden I'd ever had. But here's the problem: just knowing that it was human poop, I don't know why I cared. Because you use steer manure, you use turkey poop, but we grew this amazing garden. But I just wanted to leave it all in everyone's front porch. I'm I just going to propose. Eat. This
2: would have been much better. I want a year end.
1: So I don't Top know if I want like five
2: worst topics no, no. ever brought Grandma, up on the show. Like growing
0: the best no ones. for I, the
2: year. I, I, this is going to be if, number one. If for we could
0: have closed this segment with the circle of life, I would have been completely happy at this point. It's a yeah. good topic. Uh, okay. It's, it's number Let's one just, like,
2: on worst topics ever. Let's just like a little ever. and like think about it. Because I'm going to grow up. I, I, I need a bucket years ago, if we keep talking about this. The
1: Japanese would let you buy a tree and they would put you in like a little pod oh, under right. the Whatever. So you could grow that specific you know, tree. And then so we like, the that was like a grandma. thousand years
2: ago. Then we became like you know, a civilized society. I don't know. That's just disgusting. Artificial. I don't want to hear about uh, It's
0: just civilized to go inside of a uh, box and gross. have worms in Artificial.
2: It's just gross. I don't want to talk I believe
0: in respecting and memorializing, but I. natural. Hit the music
2: we got to get out I of this know topic. what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know what's
2: going on Me here. Me and Homer, man, we know what's going on here. We're getting tortured. All
1: right. Well. They know is, how much
2: I don't like this. That's why you keep talking about see, it because you know I'm so physically putting grossed out. the fun
1: in funerals right oh. here. That's right. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. It's been fun talking about things that are political and maybe sometimes not so political like dying <laughs> because we all die. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Someday we're going to be in the dirt.
2: When your number's up. It's up.
1: It's up.